we have our next and our final guest of the day joining us just about now. Ken Golden, who is the owner of Golden Auctions. They are known historically for selling billions in sports memorabilia. You might have caught him now as the star of the Netflix series, King of Collectibles, which just opened up about, what, it's been about a month or so, six episodes. I can't wait to dive into that. I have not had time yet. I was going to try and do it, but I was like, uh, it's too late. But I am going to watch all six. Ken, great to have you on. How are you doing today? Glad to be here. I'm doing great. Thank you. So um, I wanted to start out with where everything you're doing came about. Did you always have a love for sports memorabilia? Give us, you know, your your background in in a minute or less, so everyone knows where you're coming from for our audience. Sure. So I've never made a penny any other way in my life except uh, sports cards and sports memorabilia. I was a collector, eight nine year old. Did my first transaction as a trade. Uh, with one of my friends when I was 12. And then I just started buying and selling all through high school. And, you know, that's, that's what I've done all my life. And in 2012, I started uh, Golden Auctions. And, um, you know, first year we did $800,000 in sales. And, you know, last year we did over 300 million. Hey, Ken, what's up, big dog? Good to see you again. How man. you doing, Tut? Good. Good seeing you. Long time. Yes. So I got, I got a couple items I want you to look at right now. And I want you to tell sure. me, you know, give me, if you can off the top of your head, maybe a price range, if it's <laughs> if value, I'm not trying to sell them. I just want to see what you okay. think. So I got here, I got a Pete Rose um, mm -hmm. autograph Jersey. It says hit King on there. It's got the number of hits. One of his jerseys that he worn. What do you think on this piece right here? Okay. So, so, the problem with Pete Rose is there exist more signed Cincinnati Reds jerseys with his signature than unsigned yes. ones. But no, I love Pete. I've known <laughs> Pete since the 80s. Uh, a typical jersey like that is probably like a uh, four or $500 retail item. Okay. All right. Now I'm going to go to the 1986 Mets here. Hey. I got the whole Mets team on here. 1986, one of the jerseys. I don't know. It's. I don't think... I don't think it's game worn, so it's a it's a random. I don't think it's one of those mm -hmm. game worn jerseys, but you got the whole team on here. What do you think about this one? I mean, it, interestingly, it looks like it's in nice condition without a lot of bleeding. A lot of times, these guys yeah. sign it in, and and it bleeds. You know, I would say, you know, for the right buyer, you're probably looking around uh, fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars. Let's go. Where'd you get that, Top Father? Hey, you keep your mouth shut over there, Scotty. Okay. <laughs> Hey, I got I got two more things. Something real unique here. You saw this the other day. Joey Chestnut signed a Nathan's hot dog box for me here. It said <laughs> "Eat like a." I think it said "Eat like a boss." It says on there. This is something not many people are gonna have. So, if you if to the right buyer, what do you think about this one, Joey Chestnut? To, to, the, to the to the right buyer, fifty yes. bucks. Fifty bucks. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, you I'm, you want me to be honest, right? <laughs> All right. And my last my last thing here. And AJ's going to love this. I got a Joe West, one of his clickers he used. He signed on the back for me. Joe West, one of, he's the umpire that, uh, he's got the record for most games uh, umpired. So what do you think? Something unique is this, if I get the right umpire to take this one. It is unique. I mean, is he a Hall of Fame umpire is going to be the big question, yes, right? I mean, he, he should be, be yes. right? So yes. probably, um, look, there's not a, a huge market for umpire memorabilia, but probably something <laughs> that could be a few hundred dollars. Okay. Joe West yeah. thinks there's a huge market yeah, Joe West for umpire memorabilia. Let me tell you, okay? 
Okay, okay. All right. That the the Mets one is a big one. So if you want to buy it off me, you give me three grand, we'll call it a day, okay? Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Ken's okay. <laughs> Kratzy, what do you got? All right, my mine are on pictures, and before we get to the pictures, we're gonna we're gonna pull them up here, Ken. Sorry that Todd is showing you all of his junk. Like <laughs> I can see your face. Like you're like, dang. But before we get to the pictures, my one question is for you. What is what is like the white whale item? What is the like you're like, oh my gosh, this is the holy grail of items that I would love to auction off. Because I, I watched the Jackie Robinson episode yep. and I was hooked to it as soon as I watched that one. So I killed it. But for you, what is what is the item that you're like, I gotta do that? I mean, you have to realize we've sold, I've sold like seven or eight Tito six hundred Wagners. So that's you know amazing. Um, we've sold, you know, Babe Ruth game used bats, Jackie Robinson game used bats and jerseys. You know, what I would love to find for me, because I'm like, a, I'm like a baseball freak. I'm one of these kids when I was 12 years old, I memorized the price guide. I memorized the baseball encyclopedia. So if I could find a, an authentic Babe Ruth game worn Red Sox jersey, that to me would be the ultimate or something worn by joe jackson again and the key with this stuff is really being able to get it authenticated I've, I've had a lot of you know the funny thing is there's been so many things that could have been um i had one guy with really good provenance who told me that he had the actual ball in the shot heard around the world uh from the 51 uh playoff between the dodgers and um you know do, do, the dodgers and the giants of course bobby thompson's home run but there's no way to prove stuff like that so if you can get an authentic game-worn Joe Jackson jersey or an authentic – and I've seen several Babe Ruth Yankees. There's about five or six of them that are known to be real out there. But if you can find a Boston Red Sox one uh, when he was a stud pitcher, I mean, to me, that would be you know amazing. And obviously, there's a lot of great trading cards. I can say I'd love to get a really great Honus Wagner or a PSA 10 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle. But um, one of those items would really be um, – Earth shattering. All right, so we'll get we'll get to my we'll get to my pieces here. the The first picture is a picture of a. Okay, well that's the first picture. <laughs> How much would you give me for this blanket? <laughs> oh my god, probably five hundred bucks. I love Todd. Yeah, that's my guy. That <laughs> that go. is a unique. That's a unique one. <laughs> one of one. Oh yep. man, that was good. But that's no. Good. The, the the second the second one is uh, a picture of a chest protector. Actually, I don't even know if I took a picture of it. So yeah, there it is. I that see chest it. protector. It. Now you're like, all right, what is it? Whatever. Mm-hmm. In 2010, I played for Team USA in the pre Mundial, mm-hmm. the Pan Am Game qualifiers. Todd Frazier's on there. Future should have been Rookie of the Year. We had mm-hmm. Eric Hosmer. We had you know some other pro. We had Mike Trout. Montgomery. Trout. We had Chris Archer, but Mike Trout's autograph is on that chest protector. Mm-hmm. When he makes the Hall of Fame, which of my kids can I put through college with that? <laughs> none. Un- unfortunately, none. It, it is a nice piece, but this is what you got to realize. And with, with all collecting, it's the population of how many people collect a certain thing. Like behind me, you know, I've got a game-use Mickey Mantle bat, like one of the last bats he used in 1968. And I think I've got Barry Bonds' 67th home run bat from uh, night, from 2001 season. There are a ton of game-used bat collectors. There are a ton of game-used jersey collectors. So those type of – there's a ton of ring collectors. You know, 
if, if you want to talk value, you know, AJ can show me his, um, you know, his world series ring. Um, but you know, it's not it, for it, sale it, yet. I didn't, I didn't, just I didn't say it was, sale. but I, I didn't say it was. <laughs> no, I don't even know where it is. So it's going to be hard for me to okay. show it to you. Ken. <laughs> okay. Um, but chest protectors is going to be somebody who wants that. It's a unique Mike Trout item. I can definitely see a Mike Trout fan wanting an early signature of his on an item like that and maybe be willing to spend like 2500 bucks. So community college. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. You're All right. So I got I didn't know you only didn't do just baseball. So Obviously. I got some different stuff, okay? So I have this is one of one. Okay? This is a yep. Navy football helmet. Mm-hmm. The hand painted one when they did the ships against Army, signed by I'm not even going to say his name, the coach Ken, whatever, mm-hmm. right? One of one, right here. He he gave it to me off his desk. You can kind of see it has the oh, wait this way. I've actually yeah. never seen anything like that. So yeah, is so it's it the true aircraft one of carrier. One? It's what? Mm-hmm. Is it's it a one true of one. one of one? Like you, you know. I mean, I don't know if anybody is. else that has one. He literally okay. handed it to me off his desk. He said, "I go, man, I'm a, I collect helmets." He's like. And I'm like, I always wanted that. He goes, here, boop. And I go, I'll sign it for you. Here you go. So it's, they wore it against Army. Uh, they're all hand-painted. It's one of one. It's a Navy football helmet. Honestly, that, that, that to me, in the right setting, is definitely a 1000 plus because you're going to find people who want to spend money on a unique item like that. And obviously, a lot of people, um, you know, didn't follow those games. Okay. And then here. Todd showed off his 86 Mets. 2010 Blackhawks, signed by the whole team. Stick. First time they'd won in how many ever years? But it's got Kane, Tay's got them all. There you go. Uh, probably about 1,500 bucks. It's not used, I assume, right? No, 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 no. no. It's a... Yeah, okay. Probably about $1,500. Okay, so I'm almost a community college. If it was used, what would it have been <laughs> worth? If it was, say, if it was you, if it was, stick. If it was used in the Stanley Cup, probably 4,000 plus. Okay. All right, nice. so now, now i got some used stuff for you. Okay, mask sure. with a sticker. Yes. See mm-hmm. the sticker? Mark yep. Burley's per- Burley's no-hitter. Mask I wore. Oh. Mm. I'll get him to sign it if it makes it more, worth In Chicago, more. it's definitely going to pop. I can definitely get it signed for you. Yeah, honestly, that's that's an interesting one. I, I'm, like, shocked that he's not gotten um, – you know, I, I always viewed him – you know, I was a big fantasy player. I always viewed him as potential Hall of Famer. Um but I would think it's a very unusual item. It, it, it could honestly, it could go for a thousand dollars. It could go for maybe twenty five hundred. Really depends who the buyers are that are watching. Okay, I can't give you the mask for the from the uh, perfect game because it's right here. It's Why? already bron- yeah, it's bronze. Yeah, it's bronze. So I can't yeah. sell that. And it has yep. a sticker on it. So I do have the chest yep. protector though. Phil Humber's perfect game chest protector yep. award with the sticker. Kind of the same thing as Burt. I mean, there's only been mm-hmm. what 23 perfect games. Yep. This is the chest protector one. The and he's he's sleep. the big and he's the biggest sleeper of them all. Like literally sure. the biggest out of every out of everybody who no one would have expected him, right? I mean, I guess uh, Braden would be second, right? Yeah, for sure. Which I heard. I know you guys were just talking about him a second ago, but those are yeah. talk about guys unexpected. Um, I've never seen anything like it. Like I know, like if you had like the final out of a perfect game, you know, to me, you're always looking at $5,000 plus because there's a market, there's comps that are established for it. Something like that is, is again, really unique. Um, again, I'd put it in a range anywhere from 1500 to 3,500. Okay. So the last thing for me, let's just say yep. I don't have it authenticated because they didn't do authentications at the time, but this is, this is the ball. 
Mm-hmm. The tie all-star game. The last pitch. Mm-hmm. This is the ball. This this is it in my hand. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Remember the tie game, Miller Park. Let them play. Yeah, I remember that. Freddie, Gar- Freddie Garcia threw everybody. it to me, struck out. I don't know. He everybody struck out somebody. I caught it. Yep. Took it in the dugout. This is the ball. Uh, if it was, it is the ball. You're saying it's not the ball, but if it was, no, this is the ball. This, oh, this is the ball. The, oh, this is the I, ball. No, I, I can't get a sticker because they can't authenticate. They won't do it. I've tried. Oh, yeah. I've taken it to authenticators when I was playing and said, this is the last out from the 2002 world series or all-star game. Will you, authentic-? they're like, we can't, they won't let us. And I'm like, but I'm mm-hmm. who won't let the yeah. authenticators. They said, no, authentic baseball list. Here, here, here's the rules of MLB authentication. If they do not, they're supposed to, if they do not witness, like you're in a game, if they don't witness you take the jersey off your back, they're not supposed to tag it. If a ball is not marked, and I dealt with this with a guy, and because we sold Aaron Judge's uh, 60-second home run ball. You know, the, my big news, my big thing to everybody is whoever catches that ball, do not leave the stadium without having it authenticated, because once it leaves the stadium, they'll never, they, they'll never authenticate it for you. So if they don't have a direct chain of custody to an item where they witness it, they will not authenticate it. So if AJ had the chance to swap that ball with any other ball or any time lapse, they, they will, they won't go back in time and put a sticker but on see, it. They didn't authenticate uh, it though. Back then, this was t- 2002. There was no guy with a sticker, right? So there was no, it didn't, that didn't start to like, Oh, four, oh five, no, they did. They, 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 they did it. They did do that on a much smaller level because when Bonds was going, um, you know, they, they did have it on a smaller level in the early 2000s, just not as widespread as it is now. Um, to me, it's it's it, it's a unique item. You know, it's kind of like one of the balls, you know, to me, I'm thinking like a ball used in the first night game, but obviously not that important. Again, it's probably for the right person, probably around fifteen hundred dollars. OK. What happened to the judge ball? So how did you guys prove it? Oh, it, MLB was there to sticker it. So the guy, the, what you know, remember with the judge balls, what they did was they marked every ball with, 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 with markings, and they all had a number so you knew what pitch number it was. So the guy had the ball that corresponded to the pitch number, and MLB security met him in the outfield and escorted him down, and they asked him if he would want to meet judge and trade it. He goes, no, I just want my ball stickered, and I want to leave. And he did the right thing. He got his ball stickered, and he left. Nice. And and every ball. Oh, and we juice. got and we got him. Every ball. Was juice. <laughs> Those what, are the what, rumors. What, 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 I I can't even remember what I got him. Was it like one point five million dollars, something like that? Yeah, not bad. Not that yep. Kratzy, That that'll put some people through college. That's the one. That's yeah. college. Yeah, that's, that's the college. one you. That's the one you needed. Okay. Hey, Ken, Ken, did you? Uh, were you the one that got Tom Brady's last touchdown ball? Sold and then he came back and threw some more touchdowns. No, that, that was that was that was an opposing auction house. Yeah, what happened was that they he, they were selling it and they they made a mistake in the wording because they said it's his last touchdown, final touchdown. They didn't, you know, they didn't put in there that he may come back. So when you advertise it as the last touchdown, then the auction ended on a Saturday night, and then that Monday he announced he's back, and the guy didn't pay for it and sent the lawyer's letter and ended up getting out of the deal. That's wild. I, yeah, I, I know. I know the. I know the guy who did it too. I think the ball went from four hundred fifty thousand the first time to like one hundred and ten thousand the second time it was sold. Jeez. Okay. That's still actually more than I anticipated, though, because it's really yeah. not the last ball. Yeah, but at the time, yeah. everyone thought it was because right. like I retired. And they got, yeah. Remember the, the Mike Evans handed it to some random guy in the stands. He's yeah. like, oh, I got the. Boom. That that still handles a little bit of college. Yeah. Not, not yeah. the whole way. 
Um, a couple other questions before that, though. I, sure. I've got one. It's not it's not game used from me, as AJ will tell you twenty times over. But this mm-hmm. this one that was sentimental to my dad. It was from a car dealership opening in Jersey back in whatever years. And can you see the signatures there? Yeah, Thurman Munson and Catfish Hunter. Yep. So yep. And it's a Yankees like pennant. Nine, yeah, circa circa nineteen seventy six uh, Yankees pennant. Um, it if again you're dealing with uh, if you had a let me give you a range. If you had a perfect single sign Thurman Munson ball, just a ball in the sweet spot with a really nice signature, really really nice, could be ten grand. Um, mm. You take that same signature, you put it on a pennant, you have the fe- pennant faded out a little bit, you have the signature faded out a little bit, and you add Catfish Hunter to it, which you would think would be a good thing because Catfish Hunter. Hall of Fame pitcher and Munson was his catcher, right? Um, mm-hmm. It actually devalues it. Um, if that went up for auction, it probably would not get $500 based on the condition and based on the limitation of collectors who collect that type of thing. See, I got to tell my dad he messed up. Yeah. Only Why did you get catfish? You got catfish. <laughs> Imagine if you're at the place and you go, oh, here, Thurman, thanks. Cat- no. Just kidding. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. It gets better. It gets better. What about what about if you have a Babe Ruth single sign ball? Do you know, like a Babe Ruth ball, a really nice Babe Ruth ball is worth significantly more. Like five X a really nice ball signed by the entire twenty seven Yankees, the entire murderers row. Babe Ruth alone is just significantly more valuable as a standalone item. Same thing with Ruth Gehrig. Like the most valuable Babe Ruth baseball um, is a I believe the grades a nine point five is probably worth about one and a half million dollars. The most valuable Ruth Gehrig ball is probably worth about four hundred thousand dollars. It's crazy. More is less. Insane. More yeah. is less. Yeah. So Ken, I, I tried to buy. A, I tried to buy. We had this whole thing. Lee Iliad did his big rant uh, forty years ago, mm-hmm. and Les Grobstein mm-hmm. was a reporter in Chicago, and he sold he, the tape mm-hmm. recorder that he used to. He sold it on auction. It went for eighteen hundred dollars. This mm-hmm. auction house. I don't know, know if that was your auction house or not. So then I went to the guy and I said, hey, I found out who it was. And I said, hey, I want to buy this from you. And I offered him a number. And he said, no. I'm like, dude, like, it doesn't mean anything to you. It means way more. And I'll give you more than 1800 for it. So can I, is there a way I can, like, backdoor him and you can, you can figure yeah, out unfor- unfor- this deal unfor- for me? Unfortunately, it was not me. And what you have is, is you've got dealers and you've got collectors. You know, like collectors, you know, you, you use common sense and you say, okay, you just bought this item for $1,000. i am going to offer you 2000 but they don't want to give it up. You know, a dealer is going to take that in a second. And, and that's, that's the difference. It really depends what it is. And I've always found that memorabilia and collectibles, and I'm talking anything that's not a trading card, is always more sentimental and can always range more in price than a card. Like a Mickey Mantle card in a grade of PSA 9 is going to trade within the same small range no matter when and where it sells, except it'll gradually go up over time. But a Mickey Mantle game used bat or a game used jersey, even though one previously sold, let's say for 150,000, that's similar, doesn't say that same bat a week later can't sell for a quarter million dollars with the right audience. Hey, question for you. Say yep. Babe Ruth just signed a random jersey, right? It's worth a lot of mm-hmm. money. Like one, but yes. it wasn't like his real jersey. Like, say you just have his jersey that he used. Is it more money to have the jersey or just to have his random autograph on a jersey? Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a perfect example. Let's say there was a store-bought Yankee jersey 
which I don't know, you know, I imagine they had in the 1930s and Babe Ruth signed it and it was in perfect condition, perfect condition. That jersey, single signed by Babe Ruth, probably, honestly, I've never seen one, probably have to be at least quarter million, maybe 500,000, just on the rarity. Yet, if you had a Babe Ruth game-worn jersey from that same era that was in the same type of condition, you're talking 10 million plus. With an autograph or without, it doesn't matter. Without an autograph. I've, wow. I've, I, I've, yeah, without an autograph. With vintage stuff like that, it doesn't matter if it's signed or not. You just want to make sure it's real. Wow. What's a, uh, what's a current item that you're like, okay, nowadays, like, people should be keeping this? Like, oh, is it all just historic things or is that too tough to, too tough to guess? No, it's, it's, it's not only, you know, first of all, it's, it's the players. Like my company, um, recently we did a deal with uh, Julio Rodriguez and he said, you know, something, Hey, instead of letting, you know, me going to, you know, signing some deal, let's say with fanatics where I'm going to give them all my autographs, I'm going to give them all my game use stuff. And, you know, they'll pay me a flat fee and that's all I'm going to get, you know, we're putting all of his items in the vault and we'll release them over time and he'll be able to get 90% of the value of those items when they're sold because he's auctioning them off. So for a lot of the young players, you know, anybody who could be, and everybody of course wants to be a superstar and thinks they're going to be a superstar, but everybody who could be a superstar, you know, they should be saving every one of their firsts. They should be saving, you know, all you know, save the first bat they use, save the first jersey they use, save the first ball they see, save all their rookie year stuff because you never know what is going to happen. I mean, even Trout came into the major leagues and you know he you know got off to a you know very slow start his uh, debut year, you know, a nice rookie year, but a bad debut year. As as far as collectors go, um, I think to me that the modern game generates a lot of memorabilia. A ton of memorabilia. I think that stuff from the 1980s, guys, you know, like Ryan, guys like Carlton, guys like Schmidt, guys like Rose, who obviously goes back to the 1960s, um, you know, Carew, you know, Carew, you think of all these great players in the 80s. I think that the number of items of theirs, their actual items that are out there, the population is very small. But they're not nearly as expensive as guys from the 50s like Mantle, Mays, Aaron Clemente. So I think if you have opportunities to, to get superstars from the 80s, late 70s, and even early 90s before there was the real memorabilia boom, um, I think that stuff is all drastically undervalued. Um, unfortunately, the today's players, like I remember, you know, Steiner had had the you know had the Yankees deal, and then they had the Derek Jeter deal, and. I, I do not know. It seemed like Derek Jeter wore 162 jerseys a year because every week Steiner was selling another game-used Jeter jersey from his retirement. So, and, and there's just so much money in the stuff now. You have to go, to me, right before this craze happened and try and find players that might be under the radar um, or, players that, or players that you like and, and save, those save those type of items. Um, the thing about autographs, and again, this is, you know, this is just cold, hard business facts here. Um, anybody who is living, there is potentially an infinite supply of their autograph, right? So any guy can do a card show. Any guy can sign a tops contract. 
and be signing 5,000, 10,000, 15,000 cards in a given year. So those stuff, you know, those items are nice collectibles, but you shouldn't be putting $2,500 into, to me, modern player autographs, hoping that five years from now, 10 years from now, you're going to 10X your money because what's going to happen is the supply is going to be 10X, not, not your money. That's good insight. That's great. Hey, let's finish with this because we're about to touch on the topic. Doug Mankiewicz is the subject of our show with former players called Legends Territory. And mm -hmm. the episode just released today, it's about his battle over the 2004 World Series baseball with the Red Sox. And he kind of opened yep. up some new insight that we didn't realize. There was like a really intense battle and he gave us some of the quotes back and forth. What's that ball worth? To me, I, I think at the time, you know, because they always come to me, you know, Bloomberg and you know, and now Sportico, they all come to me and say, what's this worth after every game? To me, when the Red Sox broke the curse, I honestly thought it was a $5 million ball. Um, I think it has gone down solely from the standpoint that they've won multiple titles since then. But to me, that team was so special, so unique, so loved broke the curse and it's such a famous team and such a famous ball. Um, I still think you're dealing in millions of dollars in terms of the value of that baseball. What? I told him what I told Listen, Ken, listen to the interview. <laughs> I called him mm -hmm. the night of the game and I said, dude, yeah. we are selling that ball right now. Put it on eBay. <laughs> he goes, no way. <laughs> Watch the interview. And he, I literally called him and I said, dude, we need to sell that ball. We will make a lot of money. He goes, we, and I go, yeah, you and me, because it was my idea. And he's like, I'm keeping it. And I'm like, you're, you're an idiot. Because now I look at him. He got nothing out of it. He should have sold it instantly. Right? He should have sold it the yeah. next day. It should have been called online. Ken, it would be quick exchange, and they handle the rest, right? Exactly. Yep. Hey, Ken, great catching up with you. We appreciate it. We'll, we'll give some plugs to, you know, or if you want to, for anyone that's got something special out there, uh, what can they do? Sure. Honestly, I'm, I'm all over social media. You can just hit me up. Uh, you know, it's either Ken at golden.com with an I-N or just Ken Golden anywhere on Twitter, on Instagram. I do read my DMs. And definitely, if you have not watched it, watch, um, go to Netflix, King of Collectibles. Um, we're top 10 show in 12 countries around the world looking to get a renewal for season two. And um, Todd's son and my son hopefully will be um, you know, playing a um, serious baseball game sometime shortly. Yes, hey, yes. I was going to say that in a second here, that we're going to have a nice <laughs> little little battle. So when he comes back on, we'll talk about the game and who won. That'll be fun. I like exactly, okay. exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, Todd, Todd, did you play Little League? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ken, I got my Little League jersey I wore. That could be worth something. Hey. I know that, that, that honestly, I know, I know a lot of people play, pay big bucks for your, big bucks for your Little League stuff. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Most historic. Bro. The greatest Little League baseball player of all time. Yep. Hey, there's some really rich dude I'll in I'll take Tom's Sean Burroughs. River. I'll take Sean Burroughs. Sean Burroughs. There's some rich dude in Tom's River that would pay good money for that. Oh, Probably. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. Hey, Ken, great to see you, man. Appreciate the time. Thank you for having me, guys. Have a good one. You too. Yeah.